1: go to real estate agents I and let our individually selected agents earn your business real estate agents I
2: 7 hey, welcome. Got ourselves a little fired up at the end of the radio show there uh, over uh, Donald Trump, who is, of course, fabulous. Um, don't get a, us wrong.
3: I'm not a fan. You're not I'm, a fan? I'm not a particular fan. Oh, you hired Used well. to be. Um, mm-hmm. I was actually talking to um, uh, my aunt uh, recently, and she reminded me about, about how I was such a Donald Trump fan when I was a little kid. Because I, I read The Art of the Deal when I was, like, I think 11 or 12 I was a huge. What eleven or twelve year old right. is reading? What a nerd! right? <laughs> like, <laughs> like,
2: the art of the deal. Right. I just thought he was cool. Like I, right. I thought it was cool that the idea that this guy is big businessman. He was, you know, I was in my early twenties then, and and wouldn't have considered yeah. art of the deal. I don't know. I was I was a weird kid. <laughs> I guess. You really were. Uh, but I, I was such a fan <laughs> that my
3: uh, aunt, who's close to my age, went to at some point for Christmas or something, <laughs> bought me a Trump like. Branded uh, photo album and put in all of these like, you know, I guess she, she went to Trump Tower or something, and like because I was such a fan, bought me stuff from the Trump Tower store oh, wow. or whatever. I was like, I remember wow. getting that. I was a huge Donald Trump guy. I do not come at this as a guy who's like, oh well, I you know I think he's a. Ter- I, this is not a long standing thing for me. Uh, what's a long standing thing for me is that you know, I like conservative values. I like things that, I like the Constitution. I'm a fan of it. Mm -hmm. Um, Me too. You know, I I, I have no patience for this Mm. birther nonsense, whether it had to do with Ted Cruz or Barack Obama. I don't have have any patience for any of it. It's obviously um, uh, disingenuous. Mm-hmm. He obviously, he's tweeting about it again today. He's like, Ted, you should go to the judge and get a, uh, a judge. Oh, an order. Get an yeah. order. Yeah. Court order. Yeah. Court you order. order. You'll, You'll win. win. You'll win. It's like he's trying to act like, oh, I don't, I'm just concerned for
2: Ted. It's bullcrap. How, how does someone not see through it? I don't, I don't, it's unbelievable I They don't know. I, they don't see through it. They just ignore it. I guess. They just ignore it. They don't just, care. It's uh, every, Trump supporters don't care. It's every bad thing.
3: Mm. Uh, that Democrats have said about Republicans yep. coming true—that's the problem. Man. Every bad thing—it's really the problem. They don't and... care. I mean, and, and every criticism that Republicans mm. have had over over every leading Democrat figure, Donald Trump is guilty of. Mm-hmm. Whether it's uh, shady personal life stuff. Remember the old Bill Clinton thing? Oh well, personal life does matter. Oh, the president—you has to have, has to be able to be able to believe him. He can't be a liar. Well, this guy has been on every side of every issue. He's lied a million times. He continues to lie to this day. His personal life has been a shambles many, 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 many times. His business life is corrupt, uh, and it has been for a long time. Oh, well, what about uh, Romney? He's a flip-flopper. We can't vote for Mitt Romney because he's a flip-flopper. This guy has flip-flopped more than mm-hmm. 7,000 lifetimes of Mitt Romney. More mm-hmm. than seven. Thousand lifetimes. He's flip flopped so much, he's gone from Democrat to Republican to Democrat to Republican to Democrat to Republican over and over and over and over and over again. Whoever is in front of him that will benefit him at that moment. Then there's, uh, you know, the Constitution. Well, Don- Barack Obama doesn't care about the Constitution. He doesn't care. Donald Trump doesn't care about the Constitution at all, as I think Rich Lowry proved pretty convincingly in the article Glenn read uh, in the Third Hour of Radio, if you missed it. Uh, search for uh, we can even tweet it out from, uh, from uh, the patents to account, But it was um, uh, Obama's, or the right's post-constitutional moment. Com- he's completely right. And all of the things that, that have come out, and we've been complaining about over the last two decades, Donald Trump's guilty
2: of all of them, worse than the people that were being criticized for them, and everyone ignores it. Rand Paul proved it during the debate. Mm-hmm. Uh, shot him down on a constitutional issue. I think it was, um, uh, it, well, it was. It was killing the families of terrorists just indiscriminately killing terrorist families, unconstitutional. Well, okay, so I guess we're not supposed to do anything about it. Well, no. What he's telling you there is you can't do that, okay, because of the U.S. Constitution. Uh, Trump didn't care about that. He didn't address the constitutional issue at all, nor has he on anything he's ever said. Uh, So it's pretty obvious that he just doesn't, doesn't give a crap. Another guy um, who we thought was going to be running and we would have to kick around a little bit in this (laughs) race and we don't have to kick around in the race, and it's kind of too bad, is uh, Joe Biden. And he was in an interview uh, with an NBC affiliate in Hartford, Connecticut, uh, yesterday. And he talked about, uh, at the very end of this interview, um, the potential that everybody was considering about him running for president. Here's what he said.
0: It's not been a very illuminating campaign so far. Any regrets to not throwing your hat in the ring? Sure, I regret it every day, but I it was the right decision for my family and for me. Mm. And, wow. uh, regrets um, it every day. and I plan on staying deeply involved. And uh, mm-hmm. um, it's, uh, we've got two good candidates.
2: So Martin uh, you do? sucks.
0: it <laughs> has got two good
2: candidates? Mm. Uh, you're saying Bernie Sanders, a Socialist. Is a good candidate? Really? That's fascinating to me. That's a vice president of the United States saying a socialist is a good candidate. Meaning, I guess, he's okay with him being president. A socialist. What has happened to America? And then, yet, on the other hand, about five seconds before the uh, clip you just saw, he's calling out Donald Trump and Ted Cruz for the outrageous things they've said during this campaign. What? Uh, okay, you could say that about Trump, but what? Ha- what is Ted Cruz? Name one thing that's extreme or outrageous that's come out of the mouth of Ted Cruz. Um- you want one? I mean, I can one. think
1: of one thing right off the top right. of my head. Yes. Uh, stealing Donald Trump's idea for a wall.
2: <laughs> <laughs> First, <laughs> the top one right, right off the top of my head. That is true that no one on earth had thought of a wall or a fence on the U.S. border with Mexico until Donald Trump. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Four months ago. It's, yeah, seriously, it is
3: passed in a law. It's not, it wasn't even considered an a it's law. It's one
2: of the craziest things I think I've ever heard. It, but it's, mean, it's,
3: it's, yeah, it's complete denial. For him to
2: be that into himself, that narcissistic, and that unaware of what's been going on for, so, for decades. And he's like, oh, I just came up with this. I flew out my ass last September. No, Donald, people have been trying to do this for I don't know how long. I, it's, it's pretty amazing. Meanwhile, yeah, there's apparently... Again, I, I, just to throw this in real quick sure. before we go to meanwhile. Yes. Go ahead. Please. Go back and Hit look us. at the speech that got Donald Trump in trouble initially, where he's like, <laughs> oh,
3: well, Mexicans, you know, we're letting all these rapists... I love in this point, hangover. if you're going
2: to make the same one. Yeah.
3: It was a throwaway line. It really the was. border was a throwaway line in the speech. Yeah. He's like, uh, and, you know, he's listing off everything. He's just listing off every generic conservative cause that everyone talks about mm-hmm. because he's conservative that day. And he's all, you know, blah, 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 taxes and business and, uh, and uh, the border. And, uh, and because he described the border in a way that was deemed controversial by the media, talking about rapists uh, coming across the border, which, you know, and we defended him actually. Yeah, we actually defended him time. on that point. Yeah, I mean, he didn't say it eloquently, but he. No, I he mean, didn't. it's a point. There obviously have been criminals that have come across the border. Some of them have raped people. Yeah. Uh, so we actually defended him, and people, of course, don't remember that. None of the Trump supporters remember that. No. Nope. Uh, but you know, it was a throwaway. He moved on to something else. Like it wasn't like I am doing this campaign because of that. The media made his campaign about that issue. He embraced it and has run with it. Ran with now, it. Now look. I, The point, the one valid point people make about Donald Trump is he's pretty good at manipulating the media, and and that's what he did. But Mm -hmm. in reality, what is he really doing? He's manipulating the voters. He's he's manipulating the people who are supporting him, and it's just disappointing that people fall for it. Mm -hmm. That's why I keep getting people are like, oh, well, uh, you know, uh, Donald Trump's living rent free in Glenn Beck's head. Well, you know, when the. Future, <laughs> what? That's a standard has that attack. Has actually been said?
2: Oh, yeah, it's a very standard <laughs> attack. <laughs> exactly. Like, like,
3: you've never heard he's that one living, before? He's living, no, I, oh, yeah, like, I like that. Yeah, he's living in his head. He's like, he's yeah, living yeah, rent free in see, Glenn, Glenn, Glenn Beck's head. head. We've seen that many times. Glenn has lived rent free in many people's heads. Oh, no over the years. Including Donald Trump's. Including Donald Trump's. But the point here is that <clears throat> the reason why we're critical of Trump is it has nothing to do with uh, being obsessed with the guy. (laughs) It has to do with being obsessed with the freaking country. It has to do with being obsessed with conservative values and the Constitution and our principles that I thought we were all obsessed with. The reason why we hang out and do a show for 25 hours hours a week... Blabbing about this nonsense is mm. because straight out we're obsessed with it.
2: Yeah, somebody just somebody just accused me the other day on my Facebook page, which you can go to and, and thumb up me if you would. Um, and uh, Jeffy, I think you like to you enjoy being thumb up. I right? love being thumb up. Stu just wants Facebook. to be liked on his Facebook page. Uh, I think that's kind of pathetic. But go ahead and Sad. like it if you want. Thumb up. Us. I appreciate that uh but uh, somebody said well, it's, it's amazing why are you guys so obsessed what is your obsession with donald trump and i said my obsession isn't with donald trump it's with the united states of america we're just coming off eight years of the worst president in our history i don't want another eight of that mm-hmm. i don't want another four of that and this is the worst candidate i have ever seen in my lifetime Coming out of the political party that I identify most with is alarming to me. And I can't believe it's happening. I can't believe conservatives are falling for it. He's the worst candidate in American history. (laughs) The worst. I wish I could come up with a name to to disprove that, but I cannot. There's there's nobody. I mean, there is nobody from a major political party. I mean, you know, somebody from the Naked Party might have run that I don't know about. Oh, Jeffrey, or... you ran three times to of the Naked Party. Didn't yeah, you? yeah, I think he did, uh, yeah, small... didn't you? Yes. Yeah, a... In the nineties, sadly, it was a small campaign. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> See what he did there? Triple A hold and small campaign. Triple <laughs> <laughs> A <AAA, laughs> 727. No, but that's a. That's a. And I think what you're campaign. saying there is, you're not
3: saying, you know, because obviously there's been socialists who have run. We yeah. Have one from
2: party. a major party. But, and, and
3: specifically, though, you're talking about uh, uh, how a candidate. I don't know how to put this. <laughs> know. Uh, you know, Maybe I shouldn't just put it anyway. Let's move on. Really? I mean, I guess we've, we've come to the conclusion here. I, I guess we have. I, I, I could go I on about this have. for all day because, yes, I'm obsessed about it because he's winning not the Democratic uh, right. uh, nomination, the, but the, the Republican, Republican one. And believe, believe me, if you believe nothing else I ever say, believe me, you'd all sound like me if he had a D after his name. You'd all sound like me. He'd be saying the same things, and you'd all sound like me. Mm -hmm. It's uh, Because I'm not looking at this. I don't want a guy on our team to win if what that means is a trampling of the United States Constitution. I have no interest in that. I have no interest in it. You might as well let the Democrats trample the Constitution. I don't want Republicans Mm -hmm. doing it. They do it enough People say people get pissed off at people like Mitch McConnell and and Chris Christie and 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 this guy is way worse than them. It's not close. Not close. It's not. And it's just like it. And and the thing is, Mm. it's not like I'm making up this crazy scenario where Donald Trump is is a Democrat. He's been a Democrat his whole life.
2: And, you know, the other part of this equation is you have the worst candidate who's ever run. (laughs) <laughs> in a major party, I like this. At the same time, we also have the best I've ever seen in my mm. lifetime. But ideologically, now Glenn keeps saying maybe I, I maybe I agree with Ted Cruz on nine out of ten things. I can't think of a single thing on which I disagree with Ted Cruz. I can't think of one. I, I've looked. I've looked for it. Is it his stand on immigration? No. Is it his stand on the economy? No. Uh, militarily? No. Of, okay, it's abortion? No. um What other major, every major issue I can think of and compare my view with his, we're in alignment. Now, usually people say, well, if you want somebody who agrees with you 100% of the time, you better run for office yourself. <laughs> I don't need to. I already got a U.S. Senator doing it. So. So on the one hand you got the best, on the other hand you got the worst. I don't know. Should we be obsessed with it? Yeah, I think we should because we've got an incredible opportunity here to get a great president, and I don't want to blow it. I just don't want to blow it. It's too important. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. More patents too is inevitable, it really is. <clears throat> Absolutely true. Put that in your pocket. Uh, I guess uh, do I have a
3: sponsorship here? Is that what I'm being? I, do it looks really like do. wow. Look at that. It's Goldline. Goldline is the sponsor of this particular. A half hour of the program. And Goldline is a great company. We talked to you about it before. They are the people that I buy my gold from. Um, and, you know, they are the exclusive dealer as well of of this thing from the Royal Canadian Mint. The first ever one-tenth of an ounce, 99.99% pure gold bullion legal tender bar. You've seen Glenn hold this thing up and he's, he's got one. He's bought one. He bought one for his kids. It's... If you're worried about being prepared for a situation that might be unforeseen, if you're worried about... Things could melt down, um, and you need to get somewhere in a crisis. If you want to have some gold that is really use, like really useful and pragmatic in that type of situation, this is the ultimate thing. It's available in a unique credit card packaging. It's, a, it's I don't have it with me, but it's like it, Jeffy usually steals it. But it's, a, it's basically like a, it looks like a credit card packaging. You put it right in your wallet, or if you're if you have a purse, I have many purses. as as we've talked about before in this program. You can easily uh, take it with you wherever you go. Five individually wrapped bars uh, that you can take anywhere. It's ideal for barter in a crisis situation, and qualifying purchases are still eligible for Goldline's two-way price guarantee program, price shield, and price guarantee program. Uh, Call Goldline. Give them a call. Talk it out with them. 800-913-GOLD. Read their important risk information to see if buying gold is right for you. Ask about their accumulation special as well, where you can get started for about $100 a month, it's, it's a great idea. 800 gold time to get prepared. 800 gold
0: When our water heater broke down last month, it was a nightmare. It took five hours for the plumber to show up and he charged us a couple of hundred bucks just to come out. And then it cost another $1,800 to put in the new water heater. By the time it was all said and done,
2: Hey, it's Pat and Stu, Triple eight seven two seven. Back. Something's going on in uh, the wonderful world of the Clintons because one of their huge donors, one of their longtime supporters, Ron Burkle, big billionaire, uh, he's raised $10 million for the Clintons. Now, apparently, he has virtually nothing to do with them. Uh, He figures over the years he's raised about $10 million uh, at his sprawling Beverly Hills estate. After Clinton left the White House, he and Burkle jetted around the world in an unconventional partnership that netted the former president about 15 million more dollars. And Burkle got entrance into palaces and offices of world dignitaries. For years, when Clinton dropped into Los Angeles, he would only stay at uh, Ronnie Burkle's place, Green Acres, once uh, owned by film star Harold Lloyd, who I, I don't know. Uh, so anything, what has he done lately for the Clintons? Apparently nothing. They never asked for a penny, uh, he said of Hillary's campaign. Uh, I don't know why they've soured toward him or why he's soured toward them, but something's going on in paradise. Uh, Burkle says he might decide in the end to, to back the Clintons or he might not. People would expect Bill Clinton-style love and attention. That's not going to happen with her. So maybe he just doesn't like Hillary. Mm. I don't know, Um, but I I find that kind of fascinating. As bad as Bill Clinton was, and he was really bad, bad, Mm -hmm. um, certainly. Hillary's worse.
3: Hillary's Hillary's worse. Um, And also, it's funny, you go back and you look at Bill. I just just happened to be um, looking for something and stumbled upon the uh, Bill Clinton, it was one of the State of the Unions, where he said uh, very famously, the era of big government is over. And while we all know that was a disingenuous thing coming out of Bill Clinton's mouth, and he did that all the time, mm-hmm. you listen to that speech, and it's hard to imagine a country where that was the Democrat. Yeah, it is. Uh, it, it's, yeah, it's like it we is. Are sco- we've come so far since then to the fact that you got a socialist who's got a shot at winning the presidential nomination for the Democrats. This guy, while he did things that were left-wing, made sure he was very uh, specific to frame things in a way that people would understand when it came to the free market. Mm -hmm. Marco Rubio said this uh, last night. They don't bother with that at all anymore. No, they don't even bother with it. They don't bother. Marco Rubio said last night, was like, I'm really in in favor of free enterprise. I'm going to bring free enterprise back to this country. He goes, I can't believe I have to stand here as a presidential candidate and tell you I'm for free enterprise. Mm -hmm. But you do in this world today. You actually, like, it's a real distinction between someone who's for and against free enterprise. Um, and you can say you might may or may not believe that out of Marco Rubio's mouth, but it's actually true. You have people, I mean, Hillary Clinton, we have the, some of the biggest nom- uh, innovations in, in the economy in uh, quite a long time. And Hillary Clinton's running against them. Things like Uber. Uh, she's out there yeah. saying how bad they are and how terrible they are for workers. And, like, these are the things that are helping our country advance. They are actually coming out and saying, no, I, those are terrible. Stay away from them. Uh, it's kind of amazing uh, that we have come that far. And mm-hmm. maybe this is part of it, too. Maybe this guy, this uh, Ron Burkle, this donor, is saying, you know, look, I was for kind of the Democrat thing. I'm not for this
2: socialism thing.
3: Maybe. I... Maybe that's
2: part of it. Could be. Yeah, it, it definitely could be. 888 eight 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 seven two beck Meanwhile, uh, yesterday, as uh, as we alluded to... Um, we went to the Marco Rubio rally uh, that was here in Dallas at uh, uh, which Hotel. Was that that was the uh, Weston uh, Yeah, the Weston Hotel, and uh, one of the Westons here, and and it was a pretty good crowd. They said about 800 packed into that uh, ballroom, and it, it it seemed really full and like a lot of people and pretty vibrant crowd. So I think some you know good supporters were there. One, one guy got up and, and yelled at the very beginning that Marco Rubio is owned by Jews. J- Jews. Jews. And Freemasons. And then he was uh, suddenly slammed back down in his chair and put in a chokehold by one of the people in attendance. It's a really interesting moment. Um, mm. But Rubio didn't address that. He never addressed the fact never that the guy said he was owned by Jews. Is he? Maybe. He didn't deny it. Is he owned by Freemasons? Maybe. He didn't deny it. What about the Moose Lodge? Are they involved? Didn't deny that either. Didn't deny it. uh, hmm. I mean, the only thing you could assume from that is that it's true. That's that's a conclusion I came to. Uh, But also yesterday, he did say that uh, he will crush Hillary. He is looking forward to a Rubio-Clinton matchup. Because he really believes he would do well in that matchup. And I I think he's probably right. Um, As we talked about on the car ride home, uh, and Glenn said that uh, he's his second choice for the GOP nomination after Ted Cruz. And, you know, I I, I would say that that's where he is for me, too. Is that where you put him or is he lower for you? Rubio, would you put Rubio?
3: Well, I mean, let's see, are the people still remaining, which is, uh, of course, uh, let me see if I can uh, pull up this list here real quick. Because I was thinking about this. I don't know that I put him second, um, but I I feel like, all right, let me see. I'm pulling this up now. Uh, Okay. Um, Is he ahead of Trump? Yes. Yes. Is he ahead of Cruz? No. Is he ahead of Rubio? He's tied with Rubio because he is Rubio. So that's a, that's an okay. interesting part of that. <laughs> it is um, Ahead of Carson, I would say yes. Ahead of Christie, I would say yes. Ahead of Bush, I would say yes. Um, ahead of Paul, that's the one I had. The, the The first thought I had, I don't know. I think Paul's better on policy, in most uh, in 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 a lot of areas. Um, I he, I don't think he has a chance right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so that makes me think. Well, electability. Right. He's got. A, he's the guy with the chance. You know, like, there's a four-way four, uh, buildup right now. This is an interesting uh, point uh, in New Hampshire. Four, establishment-y, uh, as they're being portrayed, candidates, um, w- of which R- Rubio is clearly the most conservative. Um, uh, there's four of them going to battle uh, in, or maybe you can argue five, in New Hampshire. And they're all bunched together. Rubio at 15 or 14, uh, Christie at 11, Kasich at 10, Bush at 8, and you can maybe throw Fiorina in at 5. Um, of those five, first of all, Rubio is the most conservative. Mm-hmm. But second of all, you, if you add up uh, you know, these people, they're way ahead of Donald Trump. The, that vote is being split between a bunch of establishment people. Right. And if they don't coalesce around someone mm-hmm. like Rubio, uh, they're going to wind up with either Trump or Cruz, and they're not going to be happy with that. Um, now, so I, so I would say to me, maybe... I really do think we need more of the libertarian flair. So I, for the moment, I'll say I'll I'll put Paul second and, and Rubio third, but they're real close. I mean, I, I to me, there's a, a quite a separation between Cruz and anybody else. Me too. Um, but I think that second group is Rubio and Paul. I, I would have I, I would have put Santorum in there at some at the bottom of that. He's but dead he, to me now. He's really, well. First of all, he's dead to me because it was so to me. But, but that's not really a policy complaint. It's just an annoying <laughs> thing about him. Um, but yeah, he's down he's down mm-hmm. in that group with. I think, you know, Santorum or Fiorina at this point. Neither. Right. Neither. Um, uh, you, know, Christi, you know, I think both of them I would still pick above Christie, Kasich, Bush. Um, yes. You know, but I, I think right now, I mean, I'd probably put him third. But I could, you want to convince me
2: he's second, I can, I can deal with that. I think I could vote for three guys that are left. Uh, you know, obviously Cruz, definitely Rubio, and, I th- and, and Rand Paul's probably the third. Would you be able to vote if he got the nomination, <clears throat> Ben Carson. Yes, I think so. I think yeah, I th- I think against I Hillary. Yeah, I'd have to. And just and then gotta, hope that he learned on the job, which he'd have to do because he's not there. Because we all have this adjustment that will happen. And mm-hmm. people ask us about this all the time, particularly as it relates
3: to Trump. What will happen when you get to that uh, that final election? Right. There is an adjustment that happens to all of us sure. in this period mm-hmm. when we have no longer the choice of a great candidate versus this candidate. Uh, and instead we have a terrible candidate versus candidate, your mind will adjust. I actually believe that will happen in, uh, in this race with any of these candidates. They'll all seem better than they do now, then. However, you can't make up the ground with Donald Trump with me. There's absolutely no way I will ever cast a vote for that guy. Now, Rubio, I think, my guess is, A, I think right now I could cast a vote for that guy. By the time the election comes, I'll probably love the guy. Like I, I'll, I'll slide even further. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, if Rand Paul was a nominee, I have a couple of problems with Rand Paul and policy. By the time he was a nominee, I'd probably love the guy, Um, you know, or at least by the time the election came up. You know, Ben Carson right now, like, I I don't think Ben Carson's the right choice, to be perfectly honest. I I don't don't think
1: think Ben could beat Hillary.
3: Yeah, I mean, he polls pretty well against him, but I think it's more of an unknown uh, Republican type of thing. Um, You're right. I don't think he could. I think he would make too many missteps um, and you know, But, you know, honestly, when it comes down to it, I think I could vote for Ben Carson. Um, you know, could I vote for, uh, you know, Mike Huckabee? No. Under no circumstance am I going to do that. I'm done with that.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to do that I don't that care.
3: Either. He can't no. move me enough. There's not Plus, enough. Plus, he has no chance to win. And he has no chance to win. Also. Just no chance. But a lot of these, I mean, that you've got to believe. Let's just say Trump is his own thing, right? Mm-hmm. Then there's Cruz, Paul, Rubio or maybe Rubio, Cruz, Paul, um, Carson, et cetera, and that conservative right. plank. And then there's establishment where you can maybe put Rubio. Some people are putting him there. Uh, also, Kasich, uh, Christie, Bush, Fiorina. you got to believe one of those people is coming out of each one of those planks. Trump is there. He's, he's the guy there. We think it's Cruz, although you never know. And then somebody at another plank. It could be Rubio. And if it is Rubio, that's incredibly good, I think, for uh, the party, because then you have someone who's pretty conservative, that is the establishment guy. Mm -hmm. And that's pretty good. Uh, But it could be Christie. It could be, uh, I don't think it could be Kasich, but it could be Christie. It could be, it could probably still even be Bush. It's not going to be, you know, I mean, it could be Fiorina maybe even. It's not going to be, obviously, George Pataki. Uh, But we've got to believe that there's going to be some level of candidate out of those three planks Um, and you know I don't know how long that lasts but Trump is obviously going to make it you know through the you would think the first couple of primaries at the very least if he loses the first two or three primaries I can't imagine he'll bother but uh, again you know you look at this and everyone's like oh well Trump is good chance
2: to lose Iowa Yeah, he's already losing Iowa don't know about New Hampshire that's uh, a that's a tougher one
3: now look he's up by 13 or 13 points currently in uh, New Hampshire. But think about this from a separate view. He's got 27 percent, which is about what he has in, uh, in Iowa. He just has one candidate beating him in Iowa. Mm-hmm. Here, he's beating the candidates. But as I just described, right. the four establishment candidates destroy him if they're not split. So is he strong or is he just holding down the same quarter of the electorate he's had the entire the time? time? In these early states, it does seem that way. He's a little bit higher now in the national polls. Or at least the ones that are most recent, which, by the way, are freaking December
2: 21st. When are we going to get a new poll here? Um, I would like to know what the state of the race is. We, we, I mean, we're only getting Love internet to. polls. Yeah. The, the, the place that surprises me the most, I think, is South Carolina. I can't believe he leads in it's, South Carolina. But That's South amazing. Carolina, a lot of times, seems to make their decision based on
3: the other, like, not, not entirely, but is mm-hmm. influenced heavily by those first two decisions. Because, like, the first two states generally whittle the field down to, let's say, maximum four. Maybe five, but usually two. Usually you're down to two candidates, and then South Carolina says, ah, that one. Or it's down to three candidates, ah, that one. Uh, but th- the first two races do make a decision. And I, if I'm not mistaken, I feel like, is, is Nevada fourth? I think Nevada's fourth. Is it third or fourth? Mm-hmm. It's, it goes, it goes uh, Iowa, New Hampshire, uh, South Carolina, Nevada. I right. Think so. And mm-hmm. then you're into Super Tuesday. And that's where Ted Cruz is put. He's doing more events in the South than he is in Iowa right now, mm. um, and so he should be if he can get to that uh, position with a, a good percentage. You're going to have, you know, a, a lot of delegates going his way on, uh, from the South. He's in. He's
2: well positioned. He is. Yeah, he really is. Triple eight seven two seven. Beck. More patents too coming up. I'm back. It's Pat Stu. Ah, Yesterday on MSNBC, Trump suggested Cruz's birth certificate could pose a problem for him because he was, of course, born in Calgary, Canada. Uh, here's a look at what Trump had to say on MSNBC yesterday.
0: There's a legal mind on the conservative side that has been saying that he has concerns that Ted Cruz a- may Google. not qualified to be president of the United States may not meet the qualifications because of where he was born because of where he was born this is something obviously you talked about before with Barack Obama it's something that I suspect we're going to be hearing more about in the next couple weeks is there any validity to those claims well, I mean, honestly, I hope it's not the case. I hope that's not going to be a problem. Do wrong, you? But I've been hearing a lot about it, and you've been hearing, you? and I guess everybody's talking about it now that he's doing better.
2: Oh, everybody's
0: and talking, everybody. And I think that they are looking at everybody's it, and it's a problem for him, and it's a problem, obviously, for the Republicans because if the Democrat, let's assume he got a nomination, and the Democrats bring suit. The suit takes two to three years to solve. So, how do you run? So, it's certainly a concern, I guess, yeah, for the party. But yeah. I hope that's not the case. I'm not involved in that. But a lot of people are bringing it up. Absolutely.
2: It's
3: funny. He won't talk about the Barack Obama birth he'll right, anymore. But, he'll talk but he'll about now this he'll talk about Ted Cruz. Without so, a problem. So
2: transparent. Oh, God. So pathetic, man. Uh, <laughs> he hopes it's not a problem, though. He does. I mean, he was so genuine there. He was so, so genuine. He cares. So earnest. Right. The tweet you were talking about uh, yeah, earlier, yeah. too is. Uh,
1: At Senator Cruz, Ted, free legal advice on how to preempt the Dems on citizen issue. Go to court now and (laughs) seek declaratory judgment. You will win. Nobody's talking about it. He's not talking about it. No, No. he's not talking about it. He's trying to help it out.
3: And and that's sincere, by the way. He wants him to do it, and he wants him to win the issue. Uh, He does. (laughs) Uh, It's definitely (laughs) not trying to draw attention Um, with it. without. Because the one thing uh, Trump has learned. Um, is when he bashes Ted Cruz unfairly, really when he is really obvious about it. Right. He, he winds up he getting a bad reaction. He gets hammered by those who are yeah. helping him. Yeah, um, so uh, and he's tried that a few times, and mm-hmm. he's backed off of it each time. This is again another part where now he's trying to be more nuanced about it. This guy who I, it, says always what he believes is trying to be more nuanced about it. Um, and, you know, I don't know if it's going to work. I mean, if, if look, if people are dumb enough to believe this nonsense, then we deserve to lose. I mean, as it's a country. Not gonna work.
2: I mean, it's not going to work. And, and it's interesting because didn't Trump launch a lawsuit against Obama? How much did that hamper him? Somebody did. I mean, m- many factions yeah. uh, uh, went to court. And did the whole lawsuit against Obama. It how hasn't hurt he a bit. How did he run? How did he run? How did he govern? Was that really distracting to him? No. But over at the White House, speaking of people who have been through this before, uh, Josh Ernest was asked about it yesterday. Here's what he had to say.
0: I wanted to ask you um, whether the president is, um, what the president's reaction is to uh, the fact that questions are now being raised by some of Ted Cruz, well, by one of Ted Cruz's opponents. About uh, the nature of his birthplace and whether that qualifies him to run for president, whether he in any way enjoys watching that play out. Uh, I don't know if he does, but I sure do. Uh,
2: look, I, the, I, I, it would be quite ironic uh, if, yeah, it would be after seven, ironic, seven yeah. or eight years after. of drama around the president's birth certificate, uh-huh. if, um, if. Republican primary voters were to choose. Uh, uh. Senator Cruz is their nominee, somebody who actually wasn't born in the United States and only 18 months ago renounced his Canadian citizenship. That's so pathetic. That oh is unbelievable. Gosh. It's
3: unbelievable because it's, ac- it's they actually are trying to use they are. it against yes, they Cruz. Are. its yeah, not Yeah, they really are. It's not a oh well, I guess we'll have to they find sure out are. what Is he eligible? Like they're not even playing it off as a parody or saying like nope. look how ridiculous your argument was before. No, they're, they're saying, saying no, saying it's no it's the ironic. argument is legitimate now. Yeah. That is a legitimate issue now.
2: Yeah, they are. And after seven or eight years of this, the only ones who have kept this alive the for assume? seven or eight years are these bastards. And and Donald and Trump. And Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. And Donald Trump MSNBC right. yes. and Donald Trump. Donald Trump. The only people who kept this alive. Alex Jones it, and, and his it, ilk and Donald Trump were the only ones who cared about it in the first place. No, we never did. No. We always said this was nonsense. We always said he was born in America. And I, in fact, said even if he had been born in Kenya, it wouldn't matter. Right, because his mom, his mom a is a citizen. I, I mean, how pathetic would it be? If two illegal aliens can cross into Texas, go to Parkland Hospital in Dallas, give birth, go right back to uh, Mexico. But that baby is now considered a U.S. citizen forever. But if I and my wife go to Paris on vacation, she's eight months pregnant. Heaven forbid, because those days are, I I think, past us. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, But let's say she's eight months pregnant, gives birth a little early in Paris. Is that not an American citizen? That's obviously Shut it is, up. and that's, that's so how the law stupid. is written, and everyone is. who's asking these questions today knows. And everybody knows the intent of this was, was to prevent foreign agents loyal to another government. At the time it would have been Britain or France or Spain or Portugal. Now it would be Russia or China or whomever keep them from becoming the uh, leader of the free world. Uh, that's what it was about. Is it about a guy who's clearly loyal to the United States, who has spent his entire existence in the United States, who loves this country and everybody knows it, and nobody's alleging he's some foreign agent? I mean, it's just stupid. It's just a stupid argument uh, and a pathetic discussion. It's, as Ted has been saying, it's
3: settled. Especially when you consider that, you know, when it comes to our national pastime, America's team is Canadian. When you factor that into the equation, I mean, America's team, the Toronto Blue Jays, they're from Canada. It's a, the American pastime. And I think that, that pretty much winds
1: it up.
2: Yeah. I- I'm not sure that's your strongest argument. Uh, really? I like, pretty uh, much has
1: to being a you know, <laughs> Canadian sports
2: I, I, celebrity. As a Canadian sports
3: celebrity, am right. I now not eligible to be president? Because I happen to be a huge celebrity in the Canadian sports scene. No, there's many other things that
0: make you ineligible. <laughs> uh,
2: here's Rand Paul uh, on Cruz's eligibility.
0: Cruz has an American mom born in Canada it's by a Cuban dad. And now... Donald Trump is wondering if, if he, in fact, is an American. Are you wondering? You know, I think without question he uh, is qualified and would make the cut, you know, to be prime minister of Canada. Absolutely. Without question, yeah. he's qualified and he meets <laughs> qualifications. What about for your primary, your caucus, your nomination, your, the White House? You know, I'm not, I'm not an expert on the natural born clause in the Constitution, and people have various opinions. What? Some people believe it means you, you need to be are, born here, some people ran. believe it means ran? that you can be born in another country uh, as long as your parents oh are a citizen, and so we've had some previous king. cases of it, but king. I don't think we've ever gone through the court system for the Supreme Court to decide one way or another. Oh my it God. is interesting, and I That's think sometimes people it. point it out sure that it's is. a double it's standard in the sense that people went out hot and heavy, including <sighs> Donald Trump, you know, about President Obama when there was... Really nothing more than conjecture that he wasn't born in the country. And yet uh, there hasn't been really the same outrage at all for someone who actually is born in another country.
2: Holy crap. Uh,
0: Remember you were asking me about who's
3: second? Uh, Yeah. yeah. Is it Marco Rubio? Congratulations, Rand. You fall into third place. Wow.
2: Seriously pathetic. That's pathetic. Look, Rand Paul, as we all know. He knows better than that. He knows the Constitution right now. Yeah. Yeah. For I'm him not to expert, cop to, I'm not an expert on just the 14th Amendment? Shut up. That is pathetic, man. That is really, really beneath him. Yeah, that shows a guy who is at 3%. That's what that is yeah. right there. That's, yeah, that is. Because I mean,
3: Trump reaches desperate. for anything all the time. That's his shtick. That's mm-hmm. not Rand
2: Paul's shtick. No. He's
3: just trying to needle another... Uh, I mean, he knows he's wrong.
2: I mean, okay, you get away with the, the, uh, let's call it an amusing line on the Canadian Prime Minister. And then you say the real thing. No, of course he's eligible. He doesn't do that. No. He's like, I don't know. It's as though he doesn't know the Constitution well enough to make that determination. Give me a break. Oh, I
1: don't think it's ever gone to the Supreme
2: Court. Did he do that during the debate when constitutional issues came up? No. No, he was in expert. people's faces. I'm an expert. I've studied the Constitution. reason why
3: we wow. think Rand Paul's a good candidate is because he is an, an expert on the Constitution. Constitution. Yes. It, that's that bad. Such... That pisses me off yep.
2: a lot. A lot. Really bad. I mean, even if I wasn't supporting Ted Cruz, that would piss me off because that's disingenuous. Uh, more patents do coming up. Mm. Wow. Pathetic job by Rand Paul. Bye bye. I mean, that's almost dead to me. Mm-hmm. Jeffy level, pathetic. Yeah, almost. <laughs> I mean, not, nothing not, ever stoops no. to that level but Jeffy. Oh, good. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, oh, but uh, dead to me. Rand Paul, dead to me. You are unique in that way. Thank you. Jeffy, it's just, dead to me. Oh, well, jeffy been dead to me a yeah, no, long time. No, no, no. Long time. No, no. How long oh, have we known each that? Get out. Eight years, years, you've been dead to me for sort a of time.
3: And welcome back to the program. Um, so there's a new Gmail plugin. Now this is not something that necessarily Google, you know, endorses. <coughs> the Gmail plugin, or you know, people can like. Uh, oh, I don't know. Actually, I don't know if plugins are different than the extensions. I don't know. Anyway, so they add these things onto programs. Like Google Chrome, uh, the browser has extensions, and you can put. Uh, like that was the thing that um, could ban all Star Wars spoilers from your sh- screen. You know, remember that thing? It was an add-on. I actually turned it on until I saw the movie. Uh, because I didn't want to see any spoilers for Star Wars. This is the same thing. Um, Do- there's a Donald Trump one. Uh, people, you design it. A, a, a separate person can like, submit. It's like an app almost. Mm-hmm. And you say, okay, no Donald Trump content will come onto your screen. Which, by the way, seriously considering uh, yeah, that'd uh, be nice. installing that one. Um, but on the other side of it, you have uh, this, which is, I don't really understand. Um, it's a new plug-in that underlines trigger words that might undermine feminism. Oh, mm-hmm. no. Now, oh, as you no. see here, here's a sample email. I'm just writing to, ch- to check in on what we uh, discussed last time. Sorry we haven't had the chance to connect. Okay, I, so
2: underlined are just mm-hmm. and sorry. Right, For some so, reason, those are trigger words? Right. So I guess you're supposed to say, I'm writing um, to check in on what we discussed last and time. And you're not supposed to be sorry. You're
3: not supposed to be sorry that we haven't had a chance because that, that shows you is lesser than the <laughs> man. And because Like a man wouldn't say, I'm sorry? Then. Right. No, of course not. I, mean, um, I like this. I think that we'd actually be a great partner for your company. So you should just say, we would be a great partner for your company. Because if you say you're thinking about it, that's trying to, you're demeaning yourself. I'm no expert. You're demeaning yourself. You're not an expert. But this could be a huge opportunity. Does that make sense? Uh, again, like, I, those are things you say to uh, ease. Yeah. You, don't, so you don't sound like an a-hole. Right. Right. Like, I mean, I've I've written yeah, all of right. those things, you know. And does that make sense? Am I saying that right? Like, mm-hmm. like I, because a lot of times with email you lose the nuance. Boy, you that's lose. for
1: sure. So, that is for sure. Oof. Why are- everybody comes back to you thinking it was? <laughs> hey, how come you said it like that? <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
3: wow. Uh, there are a lot of things going on in your life that I don't understand exactly. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's true. Uh, it's like, yeah. you know, you say something and someone takes it the wrong way. But if you add in a qualifier like, does that make sense? Am I explaining that right? You know, like, people will say, okay, well, maybe I'm, you know, you give it the benefit of the doubt a little bit. When someone writes that to you, you say, okay, well, I took that the wrong way. But, you know, maybe, maybe they just
2: didn't explain it perfectly well. Let me give them another shot. And apparently feminism means that women should never use words like sorry or just because those words undermine even sabotage a woman's authority makes her appear subservient to men i'm so sick of this man-hating bull crap i'm just so tired of it i just the women in these rooms were all softening their speech in situations that called for directness and leadership we had all inadvertently fallen prey to a cultural communication pattern that undermined our ideas as entrepreneurial women we run businesses and lead teams why aren't we writing with the confidence of that position shut up <laughs> you can't be polite you can't you can't be gentle i mean you can and still be direct and nice i mean most well, of that was nice does that make sense might not need to be there um yeah, I, I, but the rest I, of that was fine uh, let, me, let me put it this way shut up does that make sense?
3: <laughs> it does make sense. It does make sense. Yes. Just writing to say, yes. sorry,
1: shut up. Right.
3: Does that's that great. make sense? Um, you know, I'm just writing. Um, it's actually, like, it, it, these are words you use to, to soften language or to, um, to indicate nuance, to be polite. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's all completely appropriate. It has nothing to do with feminism. Men use those words all the time. All the time. And uh, as Jeffy has said many times, oh. uh, along with Alex Jones, where are the men? That's right. Uh,
1: In
2: fact, where, he cried about we, it one time. We
1: need men. I mean, personally, sorry is a great word. <laughs> I, I use it. Need a, a lot. man. Well, have you ever said sorry I for something? Oh yes. Oh my gosh, all the time. Really? Oh yes. It for works. what? Can you give me an example? Because it, it works. I mean, because it works. Because <laughs> so you don't I mean it, but you, you it. just say it because it works. <laughs>
2: Oh man! Yeah. Right. Does the judge like hearing the words? They or, do. They I do, guarantee huh? you, they like to hear it.
3: <laughs> uh, all right. Coming up uh, in just a few minutes, we have uh, the uh, new data from satellites showing that uh, now 2015, not the warmest day on the on, uh, warmest year on record.
2: Uh, that might surprise you because they always say it is. Yeah, we have every hottest, year have is this the hottest year on record. We'll
3: show you the chart from the satellites that shows that's not true. Yeah,
2: and oh, and it's, and it, it's not. True. I guess it's third, yeah, right? It's according a, to the satellite, right? Yeah. We'll, we'll,
3: yeah I mean, we'll show it to you. It's, I mean, it's. It was it a warmer
2: year? Yeah, because uh, yes. that was El Niño. Mm-hmm. It was another El Niño year. Mm-hmm. That's what affects our weather pattern more than CO2. Right, and by the way, it was behind 1998, which was also an El
3: Niño year. Um, right. I think it was 2005 was the other one. I think that may have been an El Nino year, too. I think it might have been. I don't been. know off the top of my head. And this now.
2: is supposed to be like a super Doppler mega uh, yeah. El Nino year. It's supposed to be really hot this year, which sucks! Uh, but we'll see. 888 eight 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 seven two beck Give us a call if you feel like it. And uh, we got some, as Stu mentioned, uh, interesting, fun, and wonderful things coming up. momentarily. Our phone number. Uh, this is kind of interesting. As Stu alluded to, uh, satellite data has come out now, and uh, the temperatures were a little different than we were told. Now, every single year they do this, and you know that. Every year is the hottest year ever recorded, even though it's not. Now, last year they said 2015 was the hottest year ever recorded, and then satellite data came out and said, well, close. It was 37th. This year... They said, oh, well, now 2016 is now the hottest year ever recorded. And now satellite uh, data comes out and says, no, it's not. Yeah, here's the chart. Uh, But it is third. I mean, still a warm
3: year. uh, Third, I guess, sort of tied for third would be, uh, you know, I mean, you could see 1998. Well, again, 1998 is the uh, highest ever. That big
2: spike in the middle is the big El Nino warning. And they Um, even put on there El Nino warming. mm -hmm. It doesn't say CO2 warming. El Nino warming. I mean, El Nino is a real thing. That's an actual phenomenon that heats up the planet, uh, unlike some of this other garbage we're continually bombarded with. But if you kind of glance at the red line, is if you can kind of take the blue lines out of your view, what you
3: see is a very slight warning over about 40 years. Um, you know, I mean, in 1980, it was at the zero line. and the red, The red line was at zero, as you see on the chart. And in 2015, the line is at 0.2. So we're talking about two-tenths of a degree of warming over 36 years. Now, of course, what they won't tell you uh, here is that the uh, average global temperature margin of error is, I believe, 0.16 degrees. So it's a 0.2 degrees of warming with a margin of error of 0.16, meaning essentially it could all be nothing. Yeah. Even by their measurements. Now, I, look, I don't know. I mean, you know, is there a slight warming? I think the answer to that probably is yes. The guys who do this are really smart, um, yeah, it's particularly at University of Alabama Huntsville with these satellites. I mean, they 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 do a really good job with this stuff. And they're essentially the people who created this way to measure global temperature. Um, and so has there been a slight warming? Yes. That has nothing to do with the debate, though. The debate is what causes it? Mm-hmm. What causes the warming? Is there warming? Well, sure, but what causes it? And again, the warming has so slight, and it's hard to even when have these this conversations.
2: it's minuscule, when it's point 0.2, it's like, is there warming? Well, my response to that is, yes, so what? Yeah. So what? I mean, it's not enough to do anything to anybody. We're supposed to be alarmed over point 0.2 degrees? I, I'm sorry, I can't get all excited about that. First of all, what's that going to do? Cause crops to grow more? Yes. Ooh, that scares me. Yeah, as they <laughs> as they admit freely. I mean, more CO2 is going to
3: help uh, yes. crops uh, grow yes. more. And, and it's going to be a net positive till what was it, 2080? Long after we're dead. Even if they're right, it's going to be a net
2: positive. And is there not going to be an innovation between now and then? No. We're going to all shut down. No, okay. no innovation. All right. So we're pretty clear on that. There will be no technological advance between now and 2030. 2080, or yeah, I think that's about right. Yeah, it's about right. Yeah, Maybe 2090, we'll think of okay. something new. All right,
3: because yeah, yeah. there's been no no technical uh, innovations recently. Like what was it? 2007, they released the iPhone. <laughs> I mean,
2: think about yeah. that. Uh, Five, six, seven, somewhere in there. Yeah, I think like it was. That, yeah, yeah. yeah and then the iPad came in 2010, I think. The iPad's been around since 2010 or 2011, yeah. one of the two. I mean. We forget how quickly things have uh, progressed. It's incredible. Do you still have the iPad 1? Because you had that initially. I do. I I don't think it's one, I think it's the next one after that. iPad 2? Yeah.
3: I had the iPad, the the first iPad that came out, and we still have them around the house. The kids use them. But, like, you know, they're slow, and, you know, they they work to play videos back pretty well. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, so if you're on a plane, they can watch a little, you know, cartoon or whatever. Um, they're not great for the apps because most of them in the app store won't really work on that iPad anymore. Right. Um, and, it, you know, it crashes from time to time. But it's like, you look at that, it's like it, it feels like it was made in the 1700s. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. Like, and it was like I 2010. Know. We're talking in the era of Obama. Mm. This is like, I mean, it's not that long ago. Yeah. Right? It's like the tea—you know when the Tea Party kind of started. It's like 2010.
1: Think of the phone you had in 2010. I mean, I, I see... Go through the garage and pick out a box of old phones yeah. that we had for a long time ago. But beepers or whatever. Oh, my gosh.
2: Well, we'll That's watch a movie every once in a while from, you know, a while ago. Like, the late 90s. Yeah, you still beepers. Or, or you go back and you watch Sleepless in Seattle or something. And you're like, did she just go to a pay phone? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What the hell is that? Why didn't you take out your cell phone? We didn't. They weren't prevalent. They. I mean... Cell phones were this big yeah, back then, yeah. and, and very few people had them. I mean, it, it right. wasn't—it wasn't until what, eight, nine, ten, when everybody had a cell phone. So it looks like ancient times now, when there—you see a movie or or you remember yeah. a situation, a scenario under which you, there, you had to stop at a payphone, or you mostly used landlines or whatever. Yeah. And, and I mean, it's been so, it, it just happened so quickly.
3: Yeah, payphones are really at that point. Uh, now in New York, they're so irrelevant. They're taking them out and installing oh. Wi-Fi uh, hubs. Of course. Yeah. Oh. Why,
2: why would you keep them up? Right, Nobody why would you?
3: Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I read somewhere, I think it was on Twitter or something, where someone wrote, you know, people who are under the age of like, you know, 12 don't understand what you mean when you say, hang up the phone.
2: No, oh, yeah, you don't oh right Yeah. like that. Yeah. you don't hang up, you don't
3: make any sense. you, you don't, don't hang push up. a button, you push a button. Yeah. End you the end the call end the call But you don't hang up. Um, you know it's so weird, and it happens so freaking fast. my first job in radio um, back, uh, yeah. back in the day, um, I worked at Glenn's radio station and Pat's former station as well, KC 101, and was I was, uh, I was uh, in the promotion on the promotions team. It was a big, big job,
0: mm-hmm.
3: uh, highly paid, highly paid. Uh, hung, up oh a lot of, hung up balloons around oh car dealerships gosh. things like that also did the beach patrol it's a good gig oh yeah beach I patrol i remember beach patrol case someone one yeah mm-hmm. That was the beach patrol guy now the beach Put patrol the table, guy everything. was is is a like it convinces you you have an on air job um <laughs> because the beach patrol what you do is you go and you go to beaches with like stickers mm-hmm. in like the um, I believe it was a geo tracker. Remember the geo yep, trackers? Yes. And it was like kind of like the summery sort of vehicle, and, and it's sponsored by a car dealership. And you go down to a, a specific beach, and A1 then you call in. Probably, probably was. Um, <laughs> and call in, and you say, "Hey, uh, I'm down here at Blank Beach in East Haven, and I'm just hanging out, giving all sorts of stickers, and and, and it was, <laughs> also, it was almost step. for some reason mm-hmm. Famous Amos cookies."
2: <laughs> That famous Amos Waiting on the
3: first 10. And you just say, just come on down and say
0: hi. I'm hanging out.
2: And then, and then did you, you, did you did people really come and say hi? No, they never no. did. Uh, it was always just like one of my <laughs> friends would, would come by because hi. I called him
3: separately. Uh, but mm. like it was the thing, it was basically <laughs> just a commercial for the car dealership. Yeah. And a way to kind of promote the station. And then you, you get some people come out and you give away a couple bumper stickers or window stickers. Mm-hmm. But that phone, I remember because it was like the size of this clipboard. Yeah. And it was like mm-hmm. it was a base like this. And it was like this thick and it weighed like 20 pounds. And it had a big handle on top. Yeah. And you carried it, it was like lifting weights. To carry the thing, mm-hmm. and then you pull it off the top, and it had a, a
2: cord to the big battery base. I remember that. And you thing. dial
3: in. Yeah, I mean, it was mm-hmm. like, and it, and it was cutting edge. And yeah, it was saw, the late 90s. It yeah, wasn't 1960.
1: I oh, I, the first uh, lethal weapon movie, he uses one. The very first lethal weapon movie, he stops the car. Yeah. Danny Glover stops the fu- car and gets out uh, along the road somewhere in this stupid movie, and he is carrying one of those and is talking
2: on it. And I remember. Oh my holy God. Crap. yeah it's amazing. Well I remember at kc 101 that's where I first became aware of because it was I don't know 94 I think I when I first became aware of the internet it was 93 94 and it, it was the AOL yeah, yeah dial up yeah. thing and and so you you'd get on everybody had <laughs> AOL 14.4 yeah. baud, yeah you it would it would and then it would connect to the internet and then uh, i had no idea what you did on the internet uh, but but supposedly you could get email from listeners now and so we we're setting up these accounts and i remember if if somebody sent you a photo and you clicked on it <laughs> it took a week and a half you, to download i think it just I downloaded mean, and for so it that seems like ancient that was 20 years ago it was just 20 years ago so in the next 20 years what the hell are we going to come up with for for global warming purposes or you know, for renewable energy. We're going, there's going to be so many technological advances. Probably something that we don't even have on the board right now that we don't even understand can happen will happen oh, yeah. either by accident or somebody just you know an idea is uh, inspired in their mind and they come up with it and yeah. and then it revolutionizes the world oh, it's gosh, going yes. to happen you talk about um, it's going to
1: happen we were talking about uh, shows television shows yesterday um, there's a new show coming out called second chance and uh it's on fox or whatever i watched the sneak peek preview of, it of the, the first episode you and uh, my
2: but, gosh, your television viewing is unbelievable. Well, it was a sneak peek. It was free. It was Fox. I mean, no, whatever. Where I do you it? get the time for this? I mean, you have seen literally every show. I was, uh, every I was show. sitting in, a, every in a show, show Netflix. killer Netflix. You have watched start to finish no, I had, no, every show, no, I every not. episode, every series of everything. It's incredible. Is it not? It's true. It is true. It's true. I marvel at are the you stuff you're
3: shows when we're on the air. Okay? <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway, what was your point? No. Go ahead. Um, In this program, mm-hmm. like uh, Continuum, we watch that show and we yeah. the technology that they have. and, we, and So think, cool.
2: Now, this show. Now, the basics are there. The fundamentals are there for that.
1: Correct. And this show has a, a Google-like company. Mm-hmm. using technology that brings a human back to life after death oh okay? wow and I mean, that's the premise and of the and what's show. it called second chance all right and they bring they technically bring the guy back because he's the perfect blood match for his sister who is sick mm-hmm. but if we're and they're promoting all this other new technology in the show if they're promoting that on a tv show
2: it's already here. Well, we're way beyond that
3: already. <laughs> No, it's not. That's yes,
2: not it is. already here. <laughs> yes, Definitely. it is, Stu. What, what I think it is safe to say is that a lot of times some of the futurists will will advise on those shows. Yes. And uh, yeah. they'll tell you what's on the drawing board or what is possible or what we think is coming around on the horizon. That's already yeah, here. You'll notice no, that already,
3: it's already here. in the 70s they were talking about lightsabers and still
2: lightsabers are not here. Uh, Since the 1950s, they've been talking about flying cars. You'll also note, not so much. So your rule is not exactly a hard and fast rule. Uh, But
3: I do know what you're saying. And it's true. Like This stuff does happen really fast. It does. What I always find um, adorable about the global warming uh, argument is that conservatives are always painted as this anti-science group of people. People who don't care about science. They don't understand science. They don't believe in science. What we are saying, fundamentally,
2: science will science—is going to fix this. Yeah,
3: we are like even if everything that Al Gore says is right, the solution is not hey let's cut down, um, you know, turn our thermostats down to sixty-five and drive hybrids. The, the solution is something amazing coming from the scientific community—an advancement uh, that cures it quickly. We have confidence in that. Yeah. They I, I, apparently do not. They apparently do not. So who's anti-science? They are. You know, I mean, I, it's not us. Yeah. You know, we're the ones saying that I really truly believe that over time, it's just not necessarily, uh, you know, uh, necessarily uh, tomorrow is going to be something that's the scale of something that's going to, uh, you know, cure every single one of these issues. Uh, but these, the technology's there in so, a lot of ways. It's just a matter should, of the cost coming down.
2: You know what we should be saying to these people? I know you are, but what am I? Oh my gosh! That or totally... how about
3: this one? We would have won the argument.
2: How about this? Same to you, but twice as much more of it. <laughs> what, about, hey, what about? What about? <laughs> I am rubber, you are <laughs> glue. I'm sorry, I was going to. Bounces off me and <laughs> sticks yeah. to you. Who does it stick to? Them. Them. Not us. You. Because I'm rubber and you're, you're glue. glue. So that's why. I just it, there's a the cause and effect there that is kind of interesting. There if you go. You think about it. Triple eight <laughs> seven twenty seven. back is our phone number.
3: Rarely does this happen. Every once in a while, it does. Every once in a while, we're talking about a topic, and the sponsor for that particular topic is the perfect sponsor. Fits right in for the half hour. We'll tell you about a, a wonderful company called Go. Now, you talk about technological yeah, advances. This, this is, is what we're talking is about. One. This is right what here. we're talking about. Solar energy company. Mm-hmm. Uh, they made solar energy affordable. Now, solar energy has been around for a long time. Uh, the big hassle with solar energy is. I don't want to spend thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to put up solar panels on my house because, you
2: know, it's going to cost too much up front. Mm-hmm. Go has solved that problem. Yeah. If you want to increase the value of your home and the really good thing is save money right now. At the same time, Go can help you with that because they install the solar panels on your home for Zero dollars. The, the only problem really remaining is that when you buy the power from Go, it's going to cost you five, six, seven times as much, right? Yeah, Matt? you'd probably think so, but uh, no. Oh, wow. Because here's the thing mm-hmm. you save 20 to 30 percent on what you're currently paying to your power company right now. Yeah, that's great. And 70,000 awesome. homes are now
3: powered by Go. This is sweeping the nation. These guys are they are <laughs> big. They understand how to do this. It's not some like. Fly my night, you know, group. 70,000 homes already have this. Okay, well, how do I find out if it's available where I am? Oh, how do I do that? Oh, you go to the website. Um, that website would be GoSolarWithTheBlaze.com.
2: Go SolarWithTheBlaze.com. Go solar That'd exactly. be all one word, I'm yep.
3: thinking. Power your uh, okay. home affordably with right.
2: GoSolarWithTheBlaze.com. The go there now. Mm-hmm. Go SolarWithTheBlaze.com. And
3: the check blaze. them out. GoSolarWithTheBlaze.com. To it, 888 727 Back is the phone number. Yes, sir. It's so wonderful to see you and such. Thank <laughs> you.
2: <laughs> Doug, we can't see you right now. That's right. So I was no, just, I said really thank was you. Why. I'm right here. What is this? Please. Miss Julie or something? I see <laughs> Sylvia, and I see Bobby, and I see you, too. Ooh, that's creepy, sister. No, you don't. Don't tell me you see me, because that's, well, creepy. Remember Miss Julie? I do not. Probably not. Do you? Jeffy? I don't think so. <laughs> you don't remember Miss Julie I from remember. Romper Room? No, I do remember I, the name. Huh. I do remember Romper Room yeah. very roughly.
3: Was it was a while Room? ago. And there was uh, Electric Factory. Wasn't that a show, too?
1: Yep.
2: Electric Factory. Electric Company? Oh, Electric Company. Company. Yeah, Electric Company. Yeah, Company right. Reading Rainbow? Reading Rainbow, yep. yep Indeed? Yep. Yes. I kind of remember some of those shows. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. All right. right. 888-727-BECK. <laughs> we'll have to talk about that again sometime. Not today, but, you know, some Sometime the future because it's a fascinating subject i love the idea of the technology of being able to see people though. uh yeah uh, i guess utah well, uh the, you
3: utilize that technology with your tiny cameras that you plant <clears throat> all over the
2: place that's different technology oh. <laughs> appreciate that as always uh, apparently utah says it, it's, it has no uh, plans to prosecute sister wives uh, sister wives for polygamy there's a show i, I don't know this show but i, I know of it i guess Vaguely. Like, all four of those women are his wives? Yes. Is that the deal? Jeffy, do you watch this show? Yes, I do. I watch the show because it's a
3: show. Thank you, Jeffy. <laughs> <laughs> Jeffy? I caught the first part you, of the first season. You did? Got, in I've fact,
2: watch Sister I Wives? Watched a couple
1: of episodes when it was new. Oh, my god! Just to see what it was. Just bits and pe- it was just bits and pieces That is unreal. the opening show. That's that a new unreal. show. So what is it? You don't have to, it was, it's, there's no constitutional requirement
3: for you to watch a show. It a, well, it was a long time
2: ago. So what is the show about? It's about a reality they're, show? Yeah. It's, and so they're just, I mean, they all live at the same place, right? Yeah, I, don't, they, I think they've moved
1: up now mm. to where they have some different homes for them. They don't necessarily live in the same house.
2: Is he re- wealthy?
1: Oh, Yes.
3: I Is think he? there's, a, got them all there's a lot of money in those households because, you know, it's he's like, got, a, you yeah, know, right? Because I remember sometimes sometimes Not I remember um, uh, Oprah did a special about this a, a long time ago. And, and she featured some um, families that were doing this, a family that was, was doing this. And they lived in a, mm-hmm. a, a mansion. It was a a lot of space. But they had like 20 people in the mansion. So when you think about it that way, it's like, well, anyone, any 20 people can buy a nice house.
2: Well, some of them are well-to-do. Some of them are very much not. Yeah. Um, But uh, do they claim to be Mormon
1: Uh, or not? I don't remember
2: you don't remember remember he's watched so many shows
1: but they must because that's part of you know that's part of the deal right that's why they're looking well they prosecute them and stuff.
2: sometimes they say they are but they're not you know if you are doing that you get excommunicated but uh anyway it's illegal and so here they are on on uh national television showing their illegal activities being married uh he's a polygamist Um, and so some people have said hey why don't you prosecute these people and Utah says we've got no plans to do that Uh, Brown and his wives Mary Janelle Christine and Robin claim they still live in fear of being prosecuted even though they're not gonna be and and I say look why would you why would you why would you why would you prosecute them who's to say that their love is wrong
1: and according well, to my it's the according, law, though, right? So? Yeah. According to my wife, uh, they live in a cul de sac in Arizona, and each wife has their own home.
2: Yeah, see, like. Oh, they live in. A- so why would Utah even be the question I don't of know prosecuting that. them I think if they know. live in Arizona? Um, that's where the. Sh- no wonder Utah has no, no plans kidding. to prosecute them. <laughs> they got no jurisdiction in the case. No kidding. Well, why, that is strange. That's, uh, that's my wife weird.
1: doesn't know what she's talking about.
2: Uh, perhaps not, because. Well, she she's married you. These. Um, uh, Yeah, that's a good point. The story says Utah says it wouldn't prosecute. Oh, it wouldn't prosecute them. What if they lived there? I mean, Utah never does prosecute them because I used to see them all the time when I lived in Utah. When I lived in Salt Lake City, you'd go to the store in a certain area uh, on the east bench of town where there were some compounds. And, you know, they'd be shopping at the grocery store because they need food like everybody else. I don't know if you're aware of this. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Polygamy families, uh, polygamous families eat food, too. Did not know that. Yeah. Well, you can so, tell that they eat. So you, you, would, you normally assume when you see the, the woman and in the, in the hair not done very well, uh, maybe it's in a little tight little bun, and she's in a pioneer dress, and <laughs> she's got seven kids, and then a friend who's probably another wife also in a little bun, in a Pioneer dress, you're thinking, huh, wonder if they're polygamous wives. Maybe. <laughs> you, you put that together yourself.
0: I did. Wow. Well, they've
2: moved time out of Time and Utah. time again. Oh, they, they moved, they out, of moved, moved out of Utah. of Utah. Yeah. Okay. Uh,
3: but here's, here's the one thing, that, and I remember this from the Oprah thing back in the day. <laughs> like, wait, okay, like, Jeffy is married to Amber and mm-hmm. then wants to get married to some other woman. When you go to get the license, you can't get the license to get right. married because it's illegal. Right. So, in reality, they're not actually practicing what is illegal. Because they just all live just together and call each other they wives. they just say it. Yeah. They just say it. Like, there's they not, they're not married. actually married because you can't
1: get married because it's illegal. They go through a process of, mm. so they say, you know, they go through a process of, do you take this man and woman? But it's right. not Right, like legal. they have their do, own church. They do a religious
3: right, ceremony. Right, but it's not a legal yeah, marriage, correct. which is the thing right. that's banned. Right. So I'm not saying that's the case with all of them, but many of them just are actually technically okay with the law. Right. Um, but they just live that lifestyle anyway, which shows how dumb the law is. Right. I mean in reality
2: well, it is a dumb law yeah. because if you I mean look how hard same-sex marriage was fought for and why well because you can't tell me I can't be married to whoever I want yeah I mean this is what
1: we talked about okay. right? okay here's happens?
2: here's five consenting adults mm-hmm. all want to be together apparently let them be together that's, Amen. that's the thing right and yet and Amen. yet there is still that disconnect even among the, the same sex advocates, they'll be like, "How dare you compare How them? dare you compare? <laughs> Why? Why?" Said Why? This what, what you said that love was about Love is to be love. Equal, I thought. So you can differentiate love, but I can't. Right. Hmm. And that's, that's of course where they get caught, and it's then just say, "You compared the lowest level of discourse. You compared X to Y." Now, see, that should be no problem with this. If yeah. you're comparing bestiality or something, yes, mm-hmm. okay, I can see where they'd get pissed off about that. Right. Not the same thing. No. This is. This is consenting adults who just want to be together and claim to be in love. So
1: let them. And that's what he says. I'm reading a little bit more about the show now. He claims that, look, the others are just spiritual unions.
3: Right. Of course. That's how
1: they get around it. Spiritual unions. That's beautiful.
3: It's funny, though, because, like, all of these things would (laughs) be allowed if you did not. Like, for example, um, polygamy is is a good example of this. If you had uh, a movie star. Okay, And the movie star moved in, Leonardo DiCaprio. He buys a big mansion, and he starts moving in all these hot models, and they all live there, and they all have their own little bedroom, and he goes around and sleeps with whoever he wants on a nightly basis, which essentially I imagine his life to be exactly like that, except they don't live there. But let's just say they live there. Not only would no one have a problem with it, everyone would be praising it. They'd be like, wow, this guy's awesome. Look at this lifestyle he's living. When he says he wants to commit to them, then it's illegal. Like, mm-hmm. as long as that's I don't weird. have any commitment or any obligation yeah, to help you with anything in your entire life, and I can just discard you whenever I, I wish, I've got no then it's okay. No responsibility
2: to you. For, yeah. I'm then just it, using you for now, and
3: it's completely then okay. It's,
2: okay. It's, a, a weird,
3: a, it's a weird line, and I, sure you know, the
2: it, interesting thing between that and, and, and what we see here is these are not models. <laughs> no, <laughs> and that's what you usually find in polygamist arrangements. Yes, they are not n- not, normally models? Super not, models, not normally no no, no.
3: not no. Not, no, not normally mm-hmm. jeffy um, mm-hmm. which is uh, <laughs> there's a market there's a market effect
1: at play well, i mean I think there. they said they've got like seventeen kids between them, oh wow, do they really, I think that's what it said, yeah holy cow, but again so, you're in, wow. in, I mean, so, I these, mean they've been busy these polygamy busy. laws
3: were made at a time in which you would say, well, they're not you know you don't have kids out of wedlock, well, that's not a concern anymore for anybody. Right now, it's like I mean, it's like everybody's doing that all the time. It's, it's like not. it's like it's like the thing to do. I mean, Jeffy, well, you made the, it a
1: trend, pretty much. Uh, not uh, that I'm admitting to, I didn't. Uh, well, I mean, if you <laughs> go to so certain it's...
3: islands in the ca- Caribbean, you're going to find a lot of little Jeffys running around. Let's just say that. <laughs> Prove it. <laughs> <laughs> they have DNA, You do know DNA exists, right? <laughs>
2: One, one if, thing if you
3: they, had something for them to take, they'd all be there with their little <laughs> medical tests.
2: <laughs> That's a great point. <laughs> one, one thing that they do try to say is legitimate is that, uh, well, what about the abuse? Well, what abuse? What just about, because they're polygamous doesn't mean there's abuse. Yeah. No abuse. Sometimes there is, just like sometimes in a non-polygamist right. uh, family there's abuse. The solution to that is making abuse illegal. And, by the oh, way, I think it, it is. is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I know there was a family in Utah where... Uh, and we used to drive by it on the freeway from time to time. They, they had this huge compound, and uh, I don't know how many wives were involved, but the rumor was, and then it turned out later to be true, because apparently, in all the news reports, uh, they got arrested for abuse. and. So when they find that out, and there is some proof, and authorities go and investigate, they do something about it. Just like every other and house, they take care where, of that. Or just or like anywhere else, alleged. yeah. You know, that's what happened. Didn't that happen in the Central Texas uh, FLDS, the the fundamental Latter Day Saint uh, right. yeah. polygamous they group. were accused of uh, of, of abuse, and, and that's what got him in trouble. He it wasn't went he to jail, and I think he's still there now. Yeah, the
3: Jeffries uh, guy. Uh, Warren Warren Jeffries. Warren Jeff,
2: yeah, right, Je- yeah, something like that. I Warren Jeffs. Jeff or, or Jeffries, one of the remember. two. But yeah,
3: that was a big uh, thing and and mm-hmm. and you know uh, there was a lot of allegations about it. They went in and they looked at it and they found him to be guilty. They didn't find him guilty of being married.
1: <laughs> right.
3: They right. found him guilty of, of you know, doing things that he shouldn't have done with if I remember right underage girls yeah. uh, that were married right. maybe a little too young. I mean, it's been a while since I looked at it. It's
2: really a, it's a, it's a fascinating deal and still a taboo in our society for some reason. I I don't know why. Uh 727 back more patents too coming up. Da, 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 da. That was good. Thank you. It was, uh, wow, that's really nice. I, Sorry, I yeah. thought that was just, I was just honest as it, was off no, the top it of my was head. It's actually really good. We've wow. recorded it for posterity. It'll be Very released good. as a single <laughs> uh, Triple 8727 Beckett's Pat and Stew. Uh, this is kind of, this always fascinates me. I love the super volcano thing, especially as it applies to Yellowstone. For some reason, Yellowstone is a super volcano. I mean, who knew? Uh, they always have these eruptions, you know, all the geysers going off. So obviously there's something going on underneath the ground there. And it could potentially be catastrophic to the planet. Uh, Instances of volcanic eruptions are at their highest uh, in the last 300 years. And scientists fear that a major one could kill millions and devastate the planet. And it's a fairly real possibility. You know, we always hear about this Yellowstone supervolcano thing. It is, uh, it measures 34 by 45 miles. <laughs> so this is, it's a pretty big 34 miles oh my God. by 45 miles. Yeah. And it poses a major threat to the earth and the <laughs> survival of humans. A bigger one than asteroids, earthquakes, nuclear war, and global warming. Well, global warming, shut up. There are few real contingency plans in place to deal with it. Uh, I mean, what are you going to do about it? There's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> There's nothing you can do. Uh, you you giant, can move off what, the planet, but that's it. Giant cork? <laughs> <Is> that <laughs> a really big cork. <laughs> Was that possible? Uh, the most dangerous active volcanoes include Yellowstone, Mount Vesuvius, and uh, something in, in Mexico City uh, or near it. Now, they say it'd be, if this goes off, it would be beyond the, the imagination of anything man's activity and global warming could do over 1,000 years it would kill millions yeah i mean all the way from you you know like california to texas to it would pretty much wipe out most of the united states well
3: i mean to show you can we go back to uh... the first segment uh... the graph we showed the global warming graph for a second (laughs) to to show you how powerful volcanoes can be because they are Mm -hmm. uh... and they really can make a huge difference as far as the entire globe goes when uh... when you when you do this look at this chart one more time we talked to you about the el nino warming at the very high Look at uh, 1993 at the very bottom. Mount Pinatubo cl- cooling. A freaking volcano mm. cooled the earth that much. Yeah. Wow. That is h- how uh, significant these events can be. And if you yeah, have one wow. that's 40 miles wide, you're going to need a really big cork.
2: Yes, yeah, uh, you are.
3: That's yeah, sure.
2: significant. A serious size cork. Uh, it's kind of interesting. We just uh, so start building the cork now. Let's be honest about it. Let's I not wait. I, I don't know about you. Yes. I'm hoping it doesn't happen. <laughs> well,
3: I would like. Uh, That's a strong I, we, hand. Yeah, thank you. We all are thank hoping that wow. doesn't happen, it doesn't happen, but I, I think it.
1: we need to be on Stu's side to start building the cork. Now. Right. I mean, let's yeah.
3: let's get the cork structure going and get this thing <laughs> fired up because we need to make sure before this thing mm-hmm. happens, we have the cork that fits the. The giant thing. And, and I will say, I'm Pat, on board. Uh, will, will you be writing a Facebook rant on your I hope this doesn't happen uh, position today? Because I think you need to flesh that out a little bit. should. People are shocked to hear it. You can't just do it off the top of your head like you're, that. No, you're right.
2: You're right. That needs to I'll be, put some thought into it and then, and then I'll put it up. Thumb up Pat yes. on Facebook.
3: <laughs> and then he's going to write to you about why, for some reason, he does not want the world to die in
2: a giant volcano. Okay. Which is a controversial position. Let's be well, honest. About I, it. He hopes it doesn't Here's happen. Here's where I'm right. at on that right now, just off the top of my head. Okay, okay. I hope it doesn't happen because I want to continue to live. I mean, I'm going to need to flesh that out. I'm going to need more. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> need that, more? Yeah, that's
3: not
1: worth a thumb up.
3: <laughs> right. I mean, that's what right? a tease. I know. I mean, that is, right? you want to talk about a fantastic tease Powerful. for a second? Oh, Powerful. Powerful. Mm-hmm. We also have uh, five uh, complete falsehoods about food. I love falsehoods about food. I like food. Me too. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the. That's not false. That's not a falsehood. No. Um, so let, let's uh, go through some of these. Now this one's interesting because this is a this is a Pat Gray special right here. Mm-hmm. Red dye number forty. Um, they now you love red dye it, number forty, right? Or I, you like red dye
2: thirty-nine. I like thirty-nine through 64. Four, <laughs> but not one through thirty-eight. But not one you through, hate 38. through thirty-eight. Four, 65 to eighty-six. I don't like those. Um, now starts to get pretty good again in the nineties. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> yeah, then you're really—it's is that even red anymore? Is that pink
3: at that point? You're so far off the road. Uh, red dye number forty is also <clears throat> known as Allura Red it is the most prevalent dye, uh, dye used in food manufacturing in the United States. Hmm. Some people say that it, it leads to ADHD. I've never heard you say that, but uh, no. some, I guess some people say that. Uh, part of the my part- wife thinks cancer on okay. all of these dyes. Yeah, she's not, a, she's, not the no, she's not she's not big on the food color. No, she's not big on the food color. Now I on the other hand love it. Um I actually it's weird it is there's a weird mental thing with it and I don't know what it is, but like if they color it the wrong way, it mm-hmm. it it mentally makes you feel like it's not right. Like yeah. if you have like a um you know a, a fruit punch that's uh red or a fruit punch that's clear you're going to want the fruit punch that's red. Yes. And I, it's just, there's something about it that makes you desire it. you're allergy. right. Yeah. And, and it is, it, it, you know, it just over the years has happened. And, like, someone was telling me the other day they were drinking something that was a blue raspberry drink. And they're like, and my we are. do realize that raspberries aren't blue, right? <laughs> like, blue <laughs> raspberries just become the color of raspberry, despite the fact that blue, raspberries are not blue and are not blue at all. Like, there's no place where they're blue other than, you know, fruit coloring world. But if they make them,
1: mm-hmm. but... If they make them red, right, then you think it's fruit punch. Right, strawberry.
3: Like it, it like, or, or strawberry, strawberry or yeah. cherry or something else. So they just, oh, you know what? We're going to make all the raspberries stuff blue for some reason. There's no reason it's blue, That's right? a friendly
1: blue. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll still buy it.
3: Um, this one we have talked about before. You need eight glasses of water per day. Uh, If you don't drink eight uh, glasses of water a day, you're struggling under the weight of dehydration. It's a
2: fairly Uh, new revelation, though. Yeah. This came out, what, six months ago, maybe? Last year sometime, I know that.
3: I remember I did a monologue for it on Wonderful World of Stew, and the first time I did it was in Belize. I remember I was on that Belize trip, Ah. uh, and I was on the beach in Belize talking about the water uh, in front of the water. Um, And it's funny because that was when Michelle Obama started her Drink Up program, um, which was saying you need to drink more water with no Reference level to what, how, many, how much water people were drinking already. Um, and you can actually die from drinking too much water. Um, but you definitely don't need to drink eight glasses of water a day. Um, in fact, they actually, scientists believe, um, uh, first of all, they have no... They have no idea where it comes from. There's never been a piece of dietary advice to say that, like from an actual doctor or study. It just kind of, you know, it kind of just came out of... It became urban legend, essentially, and people still support it. Um, But what scientists actually say is you actually get enough water from the food you eat on an everyday basis, and you probably don't have to drink any. And, not to mention, the other things that you drink that are liquids count. So when you have soda... That actually counts as water to help hydrate you.
2: Why? Because there's a lot of water. Yeah, in it's sorta.
3: almost all water. Yeah. Um, which is kind of funny. It really, I mean, it really is nonsensical. Now, if you want to go and fill yourself up, like some people like, yes. will drink water and it helps fill themselves up so they don't drink mm-hmm. other things. I know Jeffy just likes drinking a lot of water. I do. Um, and that's totally fine. There's no reason you can't drink any glasses of water. But this... People have this, like, maniacal obsession with making sure they get 64 ounces of water. Got to stay
2: hydrated, Stu. Yeah. and it's That's just why. Not needed. Uh, I like number three because this makes a lot of sense, and I've always believed it, and it ain't, it ain't so. The, there's a perception, I, I, th- I think, that is universal, mm-hmm. right? Oh, is okay. there anybody who doesn't believe that eating before bed is a major culprit mm-hmm. when it comes to weight gain? Yes. This is a okay. big
3: one. This is a big one.
2: You go to bed, the food takes longer to digest because you're asleep. hmm The calories are less likely to be used as energy, you're not doing anything, and therefore, you're going to gain weight, right? Correct. Um, According to researchers, simply not the case. The body's metabolism never stops working, even during sleep, and... As for calories, they have the same effect whether you eat them at noon or at midnight. Yep. If you eat too many calories, you, wait, you, you gain weight no matter what time of day. It so it's no nightmares. different.
3: <laughs> What's no different? If you now, bread, I, don't you I don't know about the nightmares. I don't know about that. Well, Jeffy, you're talking about the food you eat, which is a specific kind of mushrooms, which leads to <laughs> other <laughs> Those, things. It's <that's> not, <laughs> not really
1: food. That's not nightmares, dude.
3: Oh, okay. That's nice. <laughs> um, it's funny because this is one of those. It, it, this one ties into breakfast is the most important menu, uh, yes. meal of the mm-hmm. day because everyone says, well, you start off. Like, it's, it's an interesting uh, theory and in people. Look, if it works for you, it works for you. It works for some people who, who like to eat that way. For me, I know, and again, you know, we're all fat asses talking about this. We get it. <laughs> like, when you're saying, hey, wh- how can you be telling about this, you fat ass? We know we're fat asses. <laughs> we got it. Like, uh, we're, you're not telling us something we don't realize. But I can tell as a guy who's a badass, I've gained and lost a lot of weight over the years. And you can tell when things work and when they don't. Correct. And it, it, because of that, like I know that it, the breakfast thing, when I eat a lot of food for breakfast, and I think I'm going to eat a big breakfast and then not eat for a while. Doesn't work. What happens to me is I just eat the same meals later on so mm-hmm. then I add on the additional breakfast. I, like To me, the meal I really like eating is dinner you know like I can eat small breakfasts and lunch but when it comes to dinner I want to eat something substantial I, I don't know why I just that's And the that way. happens
1: whether you eat a small breakfast yep
3: or, or a, a large breakfast Yes, yeah, absolutely it doesn't matter it's irrespective of what else has happened that day and because of that you know it doesn't matter and it's funny because you know my wife is is she's like miss healthy eater and, and has lived by this don't eat right before you go to uh, bed thing uh, forever um, and and I kept saying to her, like, you know, it's 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 not about like w- what time you eat it. It's just a matter of you know how many whatever calories you eat during the day. And she didn't listen to me at all until Jillian Michaels said it. Oh, then yes, all of a sudden it's, okay. it's magical advice that everyone knows about. And It's just calories in and calories out. All of a sudden it was magical and smart. <laughs> now some would say maybe you should listen to Jillian Michaels, who has like one percent body fat instead of me. But it, And maybe that's smart. But the, the issue with that is, of course, it wasn't coming from me. It's coming from every time they've studied this. This right. is what they keep finding. And, you know, you don't have to beat yourself up on that stuff. And you
2: can't help but notice that Jillian is in fairly good shape. Yes. You know, so she might know something. Yes, know. she is in pretty good shape. She's in pretty good shape. Yeah. Uh, brightly colored vegetables are better? No. It's true that vibrant vegetables like kale... Contain greater levels. That's why they're superfood. Superfood, yeah. I am kale, superfood. <laughs> I don't care how. Able to you leap are. small plates in a single, single bound. I am kale and quinoa.
3: <laughs> Look at the sky. Does couscous get that treatment? Why does quinoa? No, that's why their does quinoa... friendly.
2: That's their friendly dog, couscous. <laughs> kale. Is uh, uh, my wife was on gets such it. a kale kick oh, for a while, and then yes. she discovered what I knew from the beginning. It's nasty. Mm-hmm. It, it it it's bitter. There's nothing you can do with kale. To cover up the kaleness of it. Yeah. You could dump it in four pounds of chocolate, but if there's kale in it, it's yeah. like, ooh, what's wrong with this chocolate?
3: <laughs> it's too much kale. It's gross. Yeah, it's nasty. Much, and well, quinoa tastes like nothing. Quinoa, well, there's too much kale in the kale. That's, that's a yes! big part of the kale.
0: <laughs> I don't uh, care
2: if it has a billion milligrams of vitamin K. And it, it it turns me into Superman overnight. I'm not eating kale. See, I can do I, the, I can get to quinoa land. Though. Uh, Some opinion? of the quinoa
3: I'm fine uh, uh, with. I, it's, no. a, it's it is a little bit like sand. I think it quinoa is. is a little bit like sand, sand, but I can deal with quinoa because I mean you put other stuff in it and it kind of tastes all right. Uh, where kale like, what do you put in it to like, make it you know, okay? Yeah, you have other uh, vegetables like cheese, like sauce. Other
2: vegetables <laughs> like cheese. No, and cheese. Not like
3: cheese. And cheese. I thought we were calling cheese a vegetable. I a there, I, too. Other vegetables like I was about like to go cheese. there with you. Yes, cheese to cheese, me is a vegetable. Sugar. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay, all right, I'm with okay. you. Okay. Um, yeah, so, I mean, that's, a, that's an interesting one. That's a great one. By the I way, like I should point this out. Um, I've been uh, going back and forth with a fabulous restaurant in Ohio. Uh, because someone posted on my uh, Twitter timeline the most amazing looking sandwich yes. I've ever seen. Do we have a picture of this? This is from, uh, this is, here it is Melt Bar and Grill. Melt Bar and Grill. Look oh, at that thing. Oh my gosh. The potato bacon oh bomb, thick sliced golden fried potato planks, cheesy roasted garlic mashed potatoes, crispy, crisp hickory bacon, creamy sour cream, it's scallion sauce with sharp cheddar with a vegetarian version available. Uh, that I looks mean, delicious. I mean, just the bread on that thing looks amazing. Yeah, it does. This place is. i mean, is, So I, I mean, go well, in on yeah. that. I, I wrote back to them. And I said, I need to franchise one of these places in Texas." They're like, uh, "Yeah, I'm serious. Let's do it." Immediately. I, I'm, I'm at least 10% serious that I want to bring one of these things down here. I, I don't know their, anything uh, about the restaurant business, so I'm sure I would, you know. But I would love to. I mean, they they know about it, right? Yeah, yeah. Just bring it down. I just, I mean, they have ridiculous. This place is awesome. I mean, and we've we've heard about them before, and we've shown some of their stuff before, I think. Um, uh, and it, they do ridiculous like grilled cheese sandwiches and all this sorts of stuff. All these you got
1: to see their menu. Their definition on uh, Twitter. So I go to their Twitter page. Yeah. Because I knew it was coming up, and I thought, oh yeah, they they tweeted something to us. But I went to their Twitter page, and their definition is melt bar and grilled. Specializes in gourmet grilled cheese sandwiches, oh. craft beers, and handmade cocktails vegetarian and vegan friendly mm. and then it goes down on twitter where it says uh followers you know already my wife and stew
3: <laughs> <laughs> i followed him this morning i was like i gotta i'm in i'm, I'm in i mean I, you know what this whole radio tv thing it can fall apart at any time grilled cheese sandwiches <laughs> never go away it's true they're, they're always
2: eternal. here for you they are eternal uh all right and the last thing the uh, last falsehood about food organic food is more nutritious yeah yeah, no. I, I think we've always suspected that it is more costly.
3: It, is more, it is more <laughs> costly. You <laughs> can that. get less food for your money <laughs> yes. uh, if you're looking for that. Uh, 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 more patent uh, stew coming yeah, up. Yeah, and they, so. but, 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 but as we're going to break, they actually did a study on on the
2: mineral content and vitamin content for all these foods and see if they more nutritious. Food. The Nothing. same? No, that's exactly the same. Right. Where's my cookie sandwich? Oh, sandwich? that. That was so
1: good. good. Oh, oh my god! Holy crap! practice that oh. thing most oh. good Right there we
3: In the commercial, we have decided and we've come to the conclusion that we are going to put one of those grilled cheese places in the building. Melt, yes. Uh, it's going to happen right here. Yep.
2: Yes. Melt yes. is coming to the uh, Los imagine? Yes. I, I, I would miss... Entire segments of the radio and television programs because I'd be at the melt stand so much.
1: Well, we just what we'd have to do is we'd have to end up just putting a camera there. Uh, yeah, yeah so that's right. Just,
3: we just yeah. do the show from the stand. <laughs> can we, do that? we can do that, right? We can yeah. put a
2: camera over there. And, and you can just, just listen eat. to and watch me yeah. eat yeah. the whole time. It would be great. Yeah, I think so. It would be great. Uh, all right. This New Jersey school uh, has skipped a big legal battle that was threatened, and they're just, they just decided they're no longer going to re- recite God Bless America. Um, At Haddon Heights Elementary School, Um, staffers say it became a daily ritual for students to say God bless America after the morning recital of the Pledge of Allegiance. So they pledge allegiance to the flag, blah, blah, blah. And then at the end, God bless America. Oh, no. Mm. Oh, the humanity. Mm -hmm. Principal Sam Susano says it wasn't something the school promoted or required. It just endured. As a way to honor first responders after 9-11. After 9-11. It's really, nice. really nice, right? It never to us, this is kind of weird, it never to us invoked any type of religious intention. Well, let's see, you're talking about who? About, Blessing about what? God. Yeah, God. Blessing, Blessing America. America. Um, but. Yeah, so they're not going to do anything now, right? No. They're just no. going to so say, all right. The ACLU came to him and said, that's our constitution. The usual bull crap. Yeah. And that everybody buys it. into, scared them away, and so they said, okay, we'll stop doing it. Um, and uh, while we're here, I'm mean,
3: I have a couple of seconds before the end of the show. Um, one of the biggest home runs hit after 9-11, hit by a man who finally gets into the Hall of Fame, Mike Piazza. Oh, he's, right. Uh, he gets in, and, and I mean, an absolute should have been first ballot Hall of Famer. Uh, mm-hmm. All-time great catcher gets in, he, al- he, as well as Ken Griffey Jr.
2: He had the taint,
3: though. The team yeah, is shooting everybody. Yeah. But so. Ken, not
2: Ken Griffey Jr., who gets in with the
3: highest voting uh, percentage ever. Wow. And the first number one overall pick to ever get into the Hall of Fame. God bless America. God bless America.